You're listening to Paranormal Portal on Revolver Podcasts. Everybody and welcome to the Paranormal Portal Podcast. I'm your host Brent Thomas. Thank you all so much for being here and being a part of what we're doing here on the shows. Uh, special thank you to all of you who are out there spreading the word and letting other people know about the portal. It's been an absolutely amazing experience getting to you know meet brand new listeners all the time, and I owe it all to you guys because I don't advertise this. So thank you for all the wonderful word of mouth going on out there. And let me remind any of you out there: if you have a paranormal experience of your own, please. Uh, get a hold of me, uh, and, and you could be a guest on the show as well. Just simply email paranormalportalradio at gmail.com, and we'll get you on the show and uh, have a chance to talk to you. But today we got a wonderful show lined up, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we have Laura from Minnesota joining us today, and she's had a whole host of paranormal experiences, just some really cool things that she's experienced and some terrifying things. So we're going to dive into that and see how far the portal goes for us tonight. But I uh, hope you all are ready because we're going in. Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you today? I'm doing good, and thanks for making time to make this happen. I really appreciate you reaching out. And uh, you know, as soon as I, as soon as I started reading your stuff that you had emailed to me, I was like, oh god, we got to see if she'll come on the show. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm really glad that you did, um, because there's no better way to share your experiences than to hear them from you. You know, so thank you so much. Well, thank you for the invitation. Absolutely. So. I guess, you know, in any one of these stories, the best place to start is where did it all start? Um, it started pretty much when I was super young. I don't have too much in the way of like vivid memories, mostly because I was like five. But um, there's <laughs> yeah. one time where I actually went to stay with my grandparents on my dad's side. And that's a three hour drive. They were three hours away. So it was a, it was a big deal. I was all excited. Uh -huh. Um, go to bed after, you know, playing card games with grandma and stuff like that. Woke up in the middle of the night, screaming, terrified, apologize for the cat. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Um, I was crying my eyes out. Something was, all I remember was something was just terrifying. Uh -huh. Um, Oddly enough, my brother woke up three hours away at the same exact time, woke my parents up and told them, you need to go get Laura. She's crying. And they're like, uh, it's like in the a.m. Uh -huh. um, we don't really want to drive there. So we'll just call. <laughs> and they they ended up making the drive. <laughs> oh, wow. So, so your brother. But had yeah, I just 
thought it was kind of weird that. Let me just back that up a sec. Your brother who was staying in a whole different place had an experience at the same time and and knew that you were in trouble or had problems. Yeah, it was weird because I was up in Alexandria Uh and he was down here more towards the Twin Cities. And. Wow. He just woke my parents up at the you know exact same time. It was within five minutes of me waking up and crying and screaming that something scary is here. Oh, and man. my dad was calling his dad mm-hmm. going, uh, just wanted to check on Laura. And he could hear me in the background crying and carrying on. Wow. So he ended up making the drive and bringing me home. Oh, <laughs> I man. never actually went there again. <laughs> Now, I have to ask, is is there a a real connection between you and your brother, or was this just an odd one-off event? We used (laughs) to be really close, but I've actually, we've kind of drifted apart just from him saying that basically I'm psychotic. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's hard. Sorry. But it, it just seems that for some reason... Uh, you guys were very connected at that time enough so that he was he was absolutely aware of your experience even though he was nowhere near you and could have no other knowledge of it so that's a pretty profound connection at least at that point right and i i feel like we still have that connection it's just okay. different yeah i mean yeah the family dynamics are always funky and and right. they, they can always be a challenge you know i think we all have those um but you know it's just I, underneath it all I don't know. There's some some people that are just really connected, and but just by your story, it sounds like you guys really do have a profound connection to each other. Even if you don't always see eye to eye, um, that connection seems to be there. Well, I feel like any sibling, if you see eye to eye on everything, that might be a little more weird than not. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is that. There is that for sure. But. Wow, that's really that's really powerful. But you don't remember what you saw or experienced. You just know you woke up just terrified. Yeah, I remember the feeling, mm-hmm. but I don't remember what I saw. Wow. Now, did their house have a history of things, or was just this you? This just you? Did what? Did the house have a history of of activity, or was it just this one time when you were there? Um, I don't actually know if there was a history of activity. My family doesn't really. Sure. Talk about that kind of thing. But, and I never went back. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wouldn't even go to visit. So, wow. Okay. It was, it was bad enough where I just absolutely flat out refused to even go back. Wow. Well, and probably better that you didn't, you know, all things considered. If it was that terrifying, you know, then best to stay away for sure. Right. Like, (laughs) I feel like it was maybe. Maybe for the best. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that was your first experience. And then where do we go from here? So it was many years later. um, I was like 13. And my dad moved my my room down into the basement of the house I grew up in. (laughs) And mostly just to give me my own space. It wasn't any weird Uh get out (laughs) stuff. But right. I was only down there for a few days, and um, I I was just kind of laying down. So my bed was um, underneath a window mm-hmm. and had the curtains open. I was just kind of, you know, waiting to go to sleep. And I rolled over onto my side, and I saw these two weird green dot lights that were just on the far wall. Mm-hmm. And they were just, like, completely stationary, but they were shaking, like, really rapidly, almost like it was, I mean, this was 19, not to date myself too much, this was, like, 1990s. Okay. Four or five, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm old. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I, I sat up on my bed. And kind of waved my hand in front of the window to see if I could block out the lights. Sure. And it didn't block out. And I was just like, okay, that's weird. Like, (laughs) what the heck is really going on here? So I closed my blackout curtains, and they were still there. Hmm. 
and I sat on the edge of my bed and I'm like, okay, I need to go, you know, I need to go touch the wall. I need to go investigate this a little bit. Right. And as soon as I went to stand up, one of the lights flipped red and they just kind of blinked out. Oh. It was just like gone. I'm like, ah, okay. So I, just, I went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's creepy. So do you but think yeah, I, they were orbs perhaps? I don't, I don't think so because it looked like they were on the wall, not like in front of the wall. Okay. All right. So it's like they were being projected there somehow or present there somehow, or if it was some form of two dimensional thing rather than having a third dimension. Sorry. Yeah. Is, is the, is, so these, these things were just on the wall they there was no source that you could determine that there was projecting them there. They were just on the wall, um, right? And, like, and as soon as you, went, I couldn't get them to blink out. Yeah. And blackout curtains, you know, even if somebody was pointing a laser, which True. back in that time the laser pointer wasn't really a thing, right? Yeah, exactly. So, but I couldn't get them to blink out when I waved my hand. My blackout curtains didn't block it, mm -hmm. so they were just there. But as soon as you went to touch them, then they turned red and disappeared. Yeah. Never just the one turned red. Okay. One stayed green. Okay. Never to return. Just that one time. Yeah. Wow. That's very interesting. And um, it was right after, it was the next night after that, mm -hmm. that I started having just the most horrid dreams. And oh. like, I don't know if it's like a vision or whatever, but I always see these red almond shaped eyes. There's no, you know, pupils, there's no irises, there's nothing. It's just solid red. Mm -hmm. They come towards me and I get so absolutely terrified that I have to get up and walk around my room. Right. Like I can't go back to sleep. Huh? That's, that's very peculiar. It almost, you know, you know, I almost, you know, in putting these things together, it almost makes me wonder if that's not what you experienced as a small child as well. And um, maybe this is something that's somehow attached to you or following you or, or you know, some things. And I'm, I'm not necessarily meaning it's a horrible dark thing. I, I just don't know. But um, you had the weird occurrence when you were very small, uh, had to come home from your grandparents' house. You're, you're now um, seeing these lights on the wall that look, did they look almond-shaped as well? Kind of like those eyes? No, they were perfect circles. They were perfect circles. Okay. And that could be a function of them appearing, you know, to your eyes. You can see them. So maybe it was more of a round shape even. It, it could have been an almond shape, but if they were intense enough, it may look circular. But um, And then when you went to touch it, they were gone. And then you're back to having these dreams with these eyes again so very curious huh well and it's it's the weirdest thing because you know me being me of course <laughs> i i have to push the boundaries a little bit so i there's been a couple of times where i try to keep my eyes closed uh -huh. and more eyes show up it gets more intense, more scary, and I just have to snap my eyes open and get up and walk around. I can't do it. Sure. No. So it's just like that still happens to this day. So when you're when you're getting up and walking around, does it feel like uh, that if you if you didn't get up and walk around, do you feel like you'd be sucked back into that experience if you tried to go back to sleep? It actually feels more like I would be suffocated. Oh, okay. So it like I would just stop breathing like it feels like it's attacking like okay. <laughs> like i'm done right okay i gotcha that's very curious yeah um i i can't pretend to know what that is but it's it's just there seems to be some continuity between at least those last two experiences with the dreams and with seeing the lights on the wall um and it makes me wonder if that wasn't what happened when you're much younger but that's that's plenty creepy well, and then kind of going back to the grandparents' mm -hmm. house, it was right after that that I started getting sick all the time. Oh. I ended up getting chicken pox seven times, oh my and I'm God. still not immune to it. 
I ended up getting <laughs> scarlet fever and almost died from it. I got pneumonia and almost died from it. So wow. that's that's way more than unusual. That's I didn't even know that was possible. <laughs> Neither did my doctor. They only recorded it five times and then just stopped. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank God you've gotten through it. Uh, you have? Do you still get? Do you still get uh, like shingles or something as an adult then, or or? I'm actually like very paranoid around. Yeah. Like my kids, especially, I was like, you guys get chicken pox. I got to bail because <laughs> I can't. <laughs> yeah. You know, shingles are really bad. Yeah. They're, they're, they're actually dangerous, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's a good thing you hadn't got those. But having that many uh, encounters with chicken pox, it's just, I, I don't know that there's more than one strain around, or maybe there is, I guess. I don't know. But I've never, ever heard of somebody getting re-exposed. Um, the only time I've ever heard something like that is some of the people that get vaccinated for the chicken pox can actually, uh, you know, can, can still contract chicken pox because, I don't know, it doesn't fire up the system the same way or something. It doesn't always happen, but at least it's, it's something I've heard of. So that's mm-hmm. kind of like a double exposure to the same thing. But you, you having them seven times, that's, that's just, that's really an anomaly. Well, it for me it could be a total coincidence. I don't know, but for it to start happening within, I want to say the first bout of chickenpox happened about a month after I got back from their place. That's just weird. Mm-hmm. Well, and and spiritual attacks can can manifest in us as maladies like that. Um, you know, they can they can fire up our system and cause you know. And maybe it wasn't actually a chickenpox virus, but maybe it was some form of attack that was making your body react as if it were chicken pox, you know? Right. So that's very bizarre. Wow. Well, and then oddly enough, right after the dots and the eyes and everything else started, I ended up becoming severely allergic to metal. Wow. Okay. So, and it seems to always coincide like, Something happens, I get sick. Something happens, I get sick. <laughs> mm, wow. Yeah, and it could just be coincidence. I don't know. But I feel like coincidence stops after a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At some point, it's not coincidence anymore. It's just something's up. Right. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. Well, I'm sure sorry to hear all you've been through. But, uh, yeah, continue, please. It makes you a stronger person. At first, he always does. <laughs> well, you should be a superhero then, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, something else that ended up happening was I ended up seeing myself and my kids when I was about 15, playing at a park that, oddly enough, we live right next to now. Oh, wow. Okay. So, I was, you know, dead asleep. And all of a sudden I, I was in this park and I was playing with these two little girls and one of them was on the swing and one of them was playing in the dirt and I was sitting on a little park bench, but I was, you know, maybe mid twenties. Okay. And there was this super bright flash. And I remember I, I looked over at the girls and I, you know, looked at their faces. I was like, okay, we need to get home now. And then I woke up and then I was like, okay, that's weird. And I actually drew, you know, granted I'm not much of an artist, but I actually drew a picture back then Mm -hmm. of what I saw. And then when my girls were about, I don't know, it was like eight and six, I think at the time, we went to the park and I sat down on that same park bench and went, wait a minute, this feels familiar. Deja vu, huh? Yeah. So I was like, no, I know I know this from somewhere. So I I started looking through all of my old, you know, diaries and everything else. And I came across that picture and I was just like, okay, that's weird. Time to close that back up. Okay, everybody, I think it's time we got to take a break, so don't go away, and we'll be right back with more of the Paranormal Portal podcast in just a couple minutes.
Hey guys, Brent Thomas here, the Paranormal Portal Podcast. We just wanted to take a moment to introduce you to the Paranormal Portal store. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, leggings, stickers, mugs, you name it, you might find it over there. So head on over to teespring.com slash stores slash paranormal dash portal. And you too can help fund the Paranormal Portal podcast. Thank you so much for all that you do. And thank you for being a part of our Paranormal Portal family. everybody and we're back and we're back at it here on the paranormal portal podcast buckle up we're going in i'm willing to bet you're you're pretty um pretty psychic uh whether you're aware of it or not i'm willing to bet that you've got a lot of things going on and that may be the the variety of experiences you're having is just you're you're picking up things um different in different manners but uh, do you do you have this sense that you might be psychic? I don't think so. Like I don't, I can't say is that I really thought about that. Okay, and the reason that I say that is, and it comes up all the time. And I'm not trying to call myself an expert here or to diagnose your situation, but one common thread that I can tell you I've heard thousands of times is some of the most haunted people actually uh, turn into some of the most talented psychics because. That, that psychic energy is just a beacon, and it, and it draws things to people like crazy. And the, the people that are dealing with it just don't know what to do with it because it's like, why me? Why me? Why me? And, it's, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes those things can be attempts of spirits to communicate, like, you know, those, those feelings of you know, panic or sadness or, or um, you know, maladies. Like you said, you contracted the, the symptoms of chickenpox seven times. Could that mm-hmm. be something trying to communicate with you in a manner you might understand? Like, this is how I died. You know, I had these, this horrible disease and, and something is continually, you know, trying to reach out to you in that manner. I, I'm just throwing, throwing an idea into the, into the pen here. But it just seems to me that for things to repeat over and over, and, and it doesn't seem to have any rhyme or reason, then you're having, right. you're having visions of your life as an adult when you're young. And you, you went to that exact moment and experienced it. It's like you got something pretty profound going on with you, I think. Or my dreams are really super accurate. Well, there <laughs> For you no go. reason. <laughs> that, yeah. So I, I think you I think you probably uh, you probably are. And as a matter of fact, after after we're done talking, um, I'm going to give you the name of somebody that you can reach out to. She's a wonderful friend uh, of the show, and she's been a part of the show, and she can help you. Uh, look into this a little more, but I, I think that, you know, and we're not done talking. I know we got a lot more ground to cover, but I just got to put right. this out there. But we, you know, it's, it's going to continue to happen until you learn how to dial into it is my, is my feeling on this. And I, I know for those of you out there listening, you're like, what is he doing? Well, I'm, I'm sorry. Well, a big part, <laughs> a big part of this show has been to help people. And we've, we've helped people with dark hauntings. We've helped people with uh, possessions, with all kinds of things. We have a, a whole bunch of people uh, that are attached to the show that do help people out that are dealing with dark things. And one of the, one of the common threads is some of the most haunted people are, are very psychic, and, but they probably don't know it or they, they, it's subconscious within them, but they have to learn how to tap into it in order to help themselves and, and in order to put up a bit of a barrier around yourself and just say, no, you can't come to me now. I'm not right. ready to receive this. And, and you'll learn how to control those things and to keep it from just being these random weird events that are freaky, you know? So, right. Yeah. Well, I would, I would very much appreciate it if yeah. you could get me in contact with somebody. Cause yes. just to learn more, you know, about how to maybe control it or yes. direct it in a certain way so I can help somebody that needs help. I don't know, Absolutely. but 
Yep. We'll, we'll talk about that after the show, but, but just awesome. in, just in the chain of events, I mean, this is becoming glaringly obvious to me. So I just want to put that out there and, and we'll make sure you get in contact uh, with uh, Deb her, is her name and she's just wonderful. But anyway, oh. um, where are we going now? Um, well, we can go to, this was actually just a few years ago, like three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually sitting in my room and my my youngest daughter was actually sitting in the desk chair that I'm sitting in right now. Okay. And I saw my cat from my childhood spot <laughs> just kind of Your cat's pop name up spot. out of nowhere That's a great and go name. down the hallway. That's a great name for a cat spot. <laughs> right. That's, That's awesome. what I said too. Yeah. So you saw the apparition of your old cat get up and go down the hallway. Yeah, he just kind of appeared behind the desk chair and went Uh, through the door, down a couple steps down the hallway and was gone. I'm just like, yeah, that would be spot. (laughs) Well, that's really cool. That's a good, that's a good experience, I think. Because it was very very healing for me to see him. Yeah, very cathartic. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I like to think uh, that our, our, our past pets, don't they, they stay by us. I like to think that they do. And, uh, you know, I've shared this many times on the live shows, but my mom still tells the story of uh, her, her little, she had a little uh, Maltese, and her and this dog were inseparable. They were just so close. Aww. And, and he got sick and died, and it was just such a heartbreaker oh, for my... Oh, sorry. Yeah, it, it was really tough for them. I mean, it was a sweet dog, and I wasn't happy to see him die either, but uh, I wasn't nearly as attached as my mom was. But she still mm-hmm. tells me that at night, she feels him jump up on her bed, do the circle walk, you know, that, that one <laughs> the thing that dogs tend to do where they're looking for the place to lay down. They'll circle and circle and circle, and all of a sudden, plop. That was his routine. Right. And she still feels him doing that. So, I, you know, I, I really believe that these, lo- these beautiful pets that have shared our lives are still there. They're just maybe waiting for us because I think they become bound to us in a, in a, in a beautiful, you know, loving way. Right. So well, I feel like that bond just because, you know, either one, you know, animal or if unfortunately, and God forbid, you know, human yes. passes, I feel like that bond, it doesn't just, disappear right yeah i would agree you know that that connection remains love is eternal you know and Mm -hmm. and i don't you know people are are have an incredible emotional depth and and the ability to love but that love that a dog gives you is just (laughs) and cats for that matter too if you're bound to you know you got a nice strong relationship with your cat they're they're just they're a part of you i don't know how else to explain it but and i think that that does survive i really do Mm-hmm. So I agree with you. I think you're on the right path there. Very cool experience. I I enjoyed it because, you know, the cat that you grow up with, you know, I got him when I was, you know, 13. He went through all of the weird, you know, nightmares and everything else with me. So actually mm-hmm. seeing him and knowing that he's here in this house, it yeah. was really special. That is really cool. Very cool. And that's where you're at now? Yep. Oh, that's nice. Fantastic. So, let's see. Before I start crying, I'll go on to the next story. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because still miss him. But um, this was this one actually happened at my job. So at that time, I was working a second shift job, and there was just me and one other person. I won't name him because I don't know if he wants to be known. But Mm -hmm. I'll just call him Joe. Okay. Um. We were sitting there, we were kind of working, we were, we had music playing on um, his Bluetooth speaker, just kind of chatting, passing the time. All of a sudden, the music cut out, and we hear, hey, George, in my voice, <laughs> and then the music cuts back on. Wow. And I'm just like, we both looked at each other, uh, did you hear, <laughs> did, <laughs> you know, and yeah. then we just kind of went. Okay, time for a break. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, that's wild. Did the did the voice come through the the stereo itself or did it come through just the air? It, no, it was through the actual speaker. Oh wow. <laughs> so all of a sudden it's, you know, hi, you know, 
That's Joe crazy. or whatever, George, Jim, whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but. So it was saying it was hi to him in your voice. Crystal clear, and it was in my voice. Oh, that's a little creepy. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So that that was probably one of the most impact. I mean, like the desk that I used to sit at. You know, I would turn around and and see for no reason things behind me. We had these like metal bars that we put stuff on mm-hmm. and we would see those start rocking back and forth but it was the voice that really got me because it was like no that i didn't say anything <laughs> yeah that's very powerful huh Something so apparently we... i was just really happy to be working with them <laughs> <laughs> you were projecting your voice you're a ventriloquist <laughs> that's all no i right. think that's very powerful um the disembodied voices thing is is real powerful, but but as you're explaining it, it was through the through the radio itself, and that's really common too. I mean, uh, the one thing that you know it seems to be a hallmark of any haunting is lights turning on or off, radios turning on or off, uh, you know, radios changing stations, and and all kinds of electronics mal- malfunctioning. And mm-hmm. I th- I think that that's a measure of the fact that I think spirits are energy, so to manipulate manipulate another energy is real natural. I don't think it's a, a real uh, a real challenge for them, and it's probably one of the easiest ways for them to let us know they're there. Um, right. But yeah, the manipulation of electronics is, I mean, it's got, it goes way back to the old, the old uh, vacuum tube uh, radios of the, you know, the 20s, these stories of, you know, the ghost radio turning on or playing, playing stations that don't even exist anymore. You know, things right. like that, that are just really incredibly profound and poignant. But what a what a wild experience! Were you guys f- afraid or just kind of like ah, okay, move along? Where, where were we? Yeah, at? it was pretty much. A, we just kind of looked at each other and went, "Okay, I think <laughs> it's time for a break. Uh, let's so, uh, not stay in this room for a minute." <laughs> did, was uh, and, Joe a believer before then, or did he ever go into that with him? Um, he actually was very much a. I don't believe in that. It doesn't exist. It <laughs> doesn't happen to people. You know, oh. it's all in their head type. And then when we actually heard that, he was just like, I can't explain that. <laughs> well, and maybe that's why it, maybe that's why it manifest, you know, was to give him that experience. That's which is pretty profound. Those are some of my favorite experiences is when when the really skeptical people have those experiences that they, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I think it's it's easy for people on the outside to go, you guys are a bunch of flakes. You know, this is a bunch of malarkey. But when they have those experiences, it changes the game. I mean, it's it resets the whole playing field, which is cool. Um, I think that it's I think it's I, I personally like when people believe in something more than themselves. And it doesn't have to be the paranormal per se, but it can be faith, it can be religion, it can be whatever it needs to be. But I think it's powerful to know that there's more and that we, you know, we don't have this all just dialed in and labeled and categorized. Well, and if nothing else, just a basic curiosity, you know, is there something more than I can't perceive through my normal senses? Right. Very true. I mean, I have to believe there is. Yeah, you have. Because I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> you've had a, you've had a whole laundry list of things going on. So if you're if you're a skeptic still, then there might be something wrong with you. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I think I would have given up on that a while ago. <laughs> exactly. So that's a, that's a great experience. But what's next? Um, this one was another more or less recent one. It was about probably like a year ago. Um, again, laying in bed just kind of watching, you know, YouTube or Netflix or something on my tablet. And I just kind of caught something out of my peripheral vision that was weird because it was like movement, but not. Okay. So I, I look up and I can see my daughter's, you know, doorway from my from my bed. Mm-hmm. And I look up and there's a man standing there. Oh. He's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, he's wearing a red flannel shirt, Mm -hmm. jeans, like his torso up until his torso was totally solid. And then once it got to his legs, you could actually see the door frame through his legs, which. Wow. (laughs) That, that right there alone was enough to kind of throw me off. But 
he was wearing the red flannel, the jeans. I couldn't really tell if he had shoes on or whatever, but he was wearing like this old fishing hat. Uh-huh. Um, kind of like the Gilligan's Island, you know, Gilligan's hat. Oh, sure. Yep. Um, he was wearing that and he was staring into my girls' room, which as you can imagine, set off the mama bear instinct. And yeah, I sat sure. up and I was like, you go in that room and I will send you to the deepest pits of hell I can find. <laughs> Good for you. And he turned towards me and it looked like he was going to cry. Like I had just oh. hurt him on like a completely like deep level. Sure. And then he turned around and went, you know, a step down the hallway out of my vision and was gone. Hmm. Wow. I mean, I, I got up, I searched the house. I, you know, I was sure. full blown. Somebody has to have been in this house. Mm -hmm. There was nobody here. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's the thing that's, you know, anybody that's a parent. I, and I think anybody just, you know, we have this, if you're a decent, good person, you've got a natural instinct to protect children. I mean, it's, it's just right. kind of, it's genetically coded in us almost, you know, not for everybody, unfortunately, but, you know, for most people. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there is something about that whole vulnerability of children that, you know, you've got to protect your kids. You've got to keep them safe. And, and when you're dealing with unknowns like that, I mean, it could have been, it could have been the nicest possible being in the universe, but still you just can't take a chance because you don't know. Right. And I'm, you know. I'm not willing to risk that with my children. Yeah, exactly. Wow. I mean, he could be a protective spirit. I don't know. Sure. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to go near my kids. Yeah, or a grandparent kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, anything's possible. But yeah, you can't you can't roll the dice on your kids' well-being. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Get out. Get out now. <laughs> Okay, everybody, I think it's time we got to take a break, so don't go away, and we'll be right back with more of the Paranormal Portal podcast in just a couple minutes. everybody and we're back and we're back at it here on the paranormal portal podcast buckle up we're going in what's really weird is that right after that guy which i actually later found out that that description matches my my grandpa on my mom's side mm -hmm. um stuff kind of started going missing oh yeah yep. <laughs> yeah like i would put my keys this is the most, I still try to wrap my head around it, but this is the most weird, like, example of it that I can think of right now is that I came in for the night after work and, you know, I put my keys in my purse where I always do, mm -hmm. woke up in the morning, couldn't find my keys anywhere. I ended up finding them in the back seat in the middle of my car. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh. There's no way those got out there. <laughs> like, the door, you need those keys to get in the house. Like, right. right. I don't understand. <laughs> so, and of all things, why my keys? So w let me ask you a question. Were you late uh, that day? I was. Okay. Now, here's my theory, and, and you can tell me what you think. Because I always get these theories as I'm doing the shows, as I'm hearing uh, similar storylines over and over. And, and missing keys is a big one. But here's what I think, and, I, and I'm not sure, but it, it seems to make sense to me, is that I wonder if those kind of situations aren't a divine intervention. Like for us, they're an incredible nuisance. It's like, oh my God, I got an appointment. I'm supposed to be there. I'm late. Mm -hmm. This is horrible. But what if, what if it was something very benevolent, like a guardian angel, a guardian, a guardian spirit, that was like, if they leave right now, they're going to you know, be in a horrible crash. And so they, that they, they, in, they, they interrupt that and they do mm -hmm. things like hiding the keys and, and make it so you can't find them so that you have to, you can only leave when it's later and safer. And so it, right. then you find them in the weirdest things, like you're saying in the backseat of your car, like that, you, you know, that that doesn't, that's not logical. So right. you, you know that it was an intervention of some kind. And, and usually people think, 
golly, you know, it's messing with me. It's screwing with my life. But what if it just saved your life? What if you would have left on time and, and had a horrible accident, you know? So I, I like to, I, I at least like to throw that out there. And, and you can tell me if you think that that's crazy or, or if it makes sense. But I, I just really think there's got to be a purpose for it. That there can't, you know, the, that many mischievous spirits out there just, you know, raising hell for people. It's not, it's, it's possible, but I'd like to believe that there's a, there's a higher purpose being served in these situations. Well, I think that that would make more sense than just, hey, we're going to pull your leg today and, and see <laughs> yeah. how you react. You know, like yeah. there's no purpose. Right. You know, so why do it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and that's what just occurs to me. I don't know. Again, nobody can know this stuff, ladies and gentlemen, but uh, that's one of my, my passions with the show is to try to think of reasons. Like what, what could be the reason that this kind of behavior is repeated? And, you know, what if it is something so beautiful and profound as that act just may have saved your life? And, and then you can look at it from a different light, too, because if it's something screwing with you, well, that, that makes you angry. It makes you, it makes you flustered. But if it's something making sure that you're safe, then it's beautiful. Exactly. So. I mean, I would like to think of it more like that because it's just happier. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Like someone someone is caring enough to make sure that you're staying out of harm's way. And that's beautiful. Or right. you, or you would have met someone that would have been a real problem for you had you left on time or, or any number of things. It doesn't have to be a car accident. But something about you leaving at that time would have put you in a bad place somehow, somewhere, maybe. And so that was a, a, an act of divine intervention, you know, and I think it's beautiful then. So. Mm -hmm. No, I agree completely. Oh, cool. Thanks. I, I, I like to throw those things out there for people because, you know, I'm in, I'm in my own little bubble here thinking of these things. And, and sometimes <laughs> I wonder, does this make any sense at all? <laughs> so, so those Sometimes are the things that you think don't make the most sense make more sense than you think. Ooh, that was kind of profound. I think I want that oh. on a, I want that on a t-shirt now. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that I'd, I'd like to believe that, that they were, if for the most parts acting altruistically and in our, in our protection and in our best interests, if they're going to be around, you know, they might as well be doing something to serve a purpose. Exactly. <laughs> so, so where are we going to now? Um, this one is kind of the most, I don't know, alarming or confusing, but we'll go there. Okay. Um, I was same place, oddly enough, sitting on my bed and just kind of relaxing before I go to bed. And, you know, my dogs, I have two dogs and they were all, you know, they always sleep on my bed, take up more than I do. <laughs> okay. And... All of a sudden, for whatever reason, they jumped up, went out of my room, you know, onto the couch, which, you know, okay, fine, you're just being weird dogs. <laughs> so I rolled over to my other side, onto my, my right side, and there was this dog sitting next to my bed. It was completely black. It looked, I guess if I had to describe it, almost German Shepherd-like. Okay. Um, it had same kind of like fuzziness, like the fur was kind of fuzzy. Mm -hmm. No eyes. It had black pits for eyes that you just, you could fall into. Mm. And then I looked down and I'm like, you have really big teeth. Because <laughs> his teeth, <laughs> his canine teeth on the top were hanging down a good two or three inches. Oh, wow. Beyond like his, his lip or whatever. Mm-hmm. And all I could think of to do was to touch it. I, I My mind went totally blank. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I even said out loud, I'm like, hey there, little guy. And I lifted my hand to touch it. Mm -hmm. And it growled at me and disappeared. <laughs> wow. I'm just like, okay, it's definitely time to go sleepy now. <laughs> but, you know, my room felt pretty weird after that. So it was hard to get back to sleep. Yeah. Or not get back to sleep, but get to sleep. Right. Wow. That is, that's intense. I, I mean, there's, uh, just in thinking about it, there's any number of things that are, you know, sometimes represented as, uh, you know, spiritual animals or dogs. Uh, the black dogs have go way, way, way back. 
in the, in the paranormal lore and, and legend and stuff. And I don't know. I don't know that that's anything what you experienced. I don't know. That's very strange. It was just there and gone. And again, a one-off kind of event, huh? Yeah, it was, it was just kind of weird that my, my real dogs <laughs> mm-hmm. jumped off of my bed. Like they knew what was coming. Oh, yeah. And they went out into the living room and left me all alone. <laughs> and all of a sudden I roll over and there's this black dog and I was looking at this dog. I was completely calm. And the only thing I could think of was I need to touch it. Hmm. And it wasn't until it was gone that I got scared. I was like shaking, you know, I was, I was pretty shook up and I just was like, okay, uh, well I work in like five hours. I'm, I'm going to try to sleep. <laughs> yeah. That's very strange. I don't know what that could mean. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm sure it's some kind of message, but what I don't know. And 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 maybe you know, as you as you work into this, if you're serious about pursuing, you know, the awareness of of what could very well be some kind of gifts or or awarenesses that you have, that mm-hmm. make it may come to you. I mean, a, a big part of that is, of course, meditating, learning to quiet right. quiet your mind, and you know, and to to listen better to the the things that come to you. And maybe the answers are just waiting. So. Uh, I, I think this is going to be a pretty profound journey for you should you choose to follow it. I mean, again, it's it's entirely your choice. I just want you to know that this is a resource. I think it's going to help you a bunch. I really do. Well, I'm, I'm definitely interested in, you know, seeing what the what the heck is really going on, I guess. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah, if you're if you're dealing with so much of this stuff throughout the course of your life, uh, there's there's clearly something you're supposed to be seeing or or things are making themselves known to you for some reason and and they're not all malicious and not horrible they're just kind of there uh right for instance the the dog story that you just told at the time you you weren't scared which i think is that's pretty powerful because when you're in the presence of evil you know it you know it through your whole mm-hmm. being it's like something just you know to the base rudimentary level of us we recognize evil, I think, at least most people do. And uh, someone as, as aware or possibly gifted as you are, I, I would think you would know it. Um, and the fact that you didn't feel the fear at the time and you had more of a curiosity and, and inquisitiveness about it is probably the intuitive, your, your intuitive nature telling you, look, there's nothing really to be afraid of, but it's there for some reason. Uh, obviously, you didn't want to be petted. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it, it didn't really appreciate me um, <laughs> trying to reach out to it. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Not every dog wants a good pet. <laughs> That's true. They don't all need scratchy lovins. But <laughs> exactly. So sometimes you just have to go. Okay, well, yeah. I'll love you from here. Right. No, I think I think there's there's a lot you're going to uncover in this if you you know if you choose to pursue it and and I think maybe some of this will really start making sense if, after you start exploring these these possibilities and and have the dialogue with Deb and and possibly others as well. I just think there's something you haven't tapped into and there's something that continues to appear in your life and and there's got to be a reason for it and Again, not all of it has been horrible. Not all of it has been scary. Um, some of it is just things happening. So uh, I, I just think things are drawn to you, and there's a reason for that. So, Well, and I, I also feel like it's not, well, I mean, I guess for some people it is. But for me, it, the paranormal is not scary. It's just a curiosity. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's there. So why not explore it? Right. No, I agree. I agree. And, you know, I've always said it on the show that, and I've said it on every interview I've been on, it's like people regard the paranormal as when things kind of go sideways and they get screwed up and there's some kind of glitch in the matrix kind of thing. But I mm-hmm. think I think it's way, way, way more profound than that. I think these are the breadcrumbs. These are demonstrations about the dynamic nature of our reality. And if if they were explored, if they were seriously explored and looked into, I think we could learn a lot about the you know the reality we live in and, and what's possible. I think we just we live just barely on the surface of this reality, and there's so much more that we could tap into as a, as a global society. But uh, you know, mm-hmm. so far, but it's getting better. People are having the dialogue now. There's you know, there's shows out there where people talk about it. Uh, my show certainly as well, and I think that that's helping because it's emboldening people to come forward and and to talk about their experiences. Um, and I think the more people that do that, 
the more we stand to learn because I learn the most from listening to people like you. I, I don't learn it from going through, you know, books or web pages and stuff. I learn from those places too, but, right. but I, I just listen to the stories and I listen to what's going on. I pay attention to the scene and I try to think of what is this all about? Why? What is the purpose? And that's where some of the, some of the greatest ideas I've had come from. So it's people like you. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So is there anything else? Yeah, there's, it's actually connected to the black dog. Oh, perfect. Um, so, of course, you know, waking up in the morning at uh, 4.20, um, <laughs> I was coming upstairs from taking a shower, and I was coming down the hallway, and just as I hit the threshold of my, my room, I looked up, because, of course, I had to have my phone in my hand, mm-hmm. and... I looked up from my phone and there's this black mass and it's so when you go into my room, there's like a desk against the far wall and then the chair mm-hmm. and then it's all, you know, open before that. Okay. Um, it was standing in front of the desk chair and it was blocking out the chair and the computer and the wall behind it. Hmm. And it looked, like a human sized and shaped version of the dog. Uh-huh. I mean it it had the same kind of spikiness to it. Okay. Um and I didn't actually make that connection until just now. Uh-huh. Um but it stood eye to eye with me and I'm five seven, five eight, so it was about that tall. Mm-hmm. Um completely solid. And there wasn't really like a face to it per se, but you could see where the eyes were and they were the same like black pits that you could just fall into if you let yourself. Hmm. And again, I was just overcome with this weird, I have to touch it. So, and again, I was completely calm. Like Mm -hmm. I was just staring at it eye to eye. And again, I was just like, I have to touch it. It was like this weird, I just, I had to. Right. So I, I raised my hand and kind of made the, you know, swipe with my hand while grabbing, mm-hmm. expecting to touch it. Okay. It moved back and disappeared. It moved back so I couldn't touch it and then disappeared. Huh. And I'm just like, Right, but I'm going to be late for work, so I couldn't really, like, <laughs> process that. <laughs> right. It is interesting that it keeps moving away from your touch, and it, and it's possible it isn't a good thing at all, but the interesting thing still is that you're not afraid. And so it, maybe that's because somewhere deep down you know that, that it can't hurt you. And, and I like to be careful about saying those kind of things because I do think People can be hurt by ghosts. There's a lot of bad right. information out there where people are like, oh, don't worry, ghosts can't hurt you. Well, I think it's beneficial to believe that, but that's not always the case. There's plenty of researchers who have been thrown around the room, choked, right. have been brutalized by uh, spirits. My cousin was brutalized as a small child by a spirit. And, oh, my uh, gosh, I'm you know, so sorry. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was really a, a tough road for him. But uh, the point being is that they can hurt you. I just think that for the most part, they choose not to. Um, mm-hmm. because in, in many cases, spirits were people, not all cases, but in many cases, I'm not so sure that what you're seeing was a person though. It may look the humanoid. It may look like a person, but, uh, it's very possibly that it's something else, possibly a nature spirit of some kind. And, mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, I, I guess there's any number of reasons that a nature spirit could appear to you if there's, you know, uh, an angry, because of the, the state of the land that it was attached to, uh, could be. Uh, the fact that you you have a sensitivity and it knows it can make itself known to you, it may not mm-hmm. be angry with you, but it might not be happy about the way things have gone, um, you know, to the land that it's attached to. I think that nature spirits are attached to areas, and uh, right. you know, when there's when there was beautiful forests and now there's a mall and a parking lot, <laughs> they don't tend to like that a whole lot. Um, so you know, it may be reaching out for in that way and not absolutely wanting to hurt you, but. Not, you know, not being, not wanting to be cuddled either. <laughs> right. Know, so. Like, 
I'm here. Right. Recognize that I'm here, but don't right. try to get too close. Right. And so, uh, right. again, I think I think you're going to have a an incredible journey ahead of you as you look into this and look into these possibilities because uh, maybe maybe it's going to start connecting the dots for you and, and help you to see, you know, what is the purpose for all of this. <laughs> I I would love to have that journey. It would I think it would give me a lot of comfort. Good. Well, to know that it's not just random. Mm -hmm. Hey, guess what? Now you can see things. Yeah, guess what? Now you can't for a couple of years and then all of that's back and <laughs> Sure. Uh, well, so far it's, it's been random because it's it's kind of just untrained within you. I think you'll learn how to open the eyes when you need to and you'll learn how to close them when you need to and and you can be in control of the situations rather than just being, you know, hit with random experiences. So you'll, you'll be able to direct that flow uh, if, you know, if indeed that's what you want to do. So uh, right. I think I think your experiences are amazing. Was there anything else uh, before we, we end? Um, just I can maybe tell like one quick one. Sure, please. Um, I was actually messaging a friend of mine and she was having a hard go of it. So she loves the sound of cats purring. And of course, <laughs> I have a purring cat. Aww. So I recorded my cat purring. And sent it to her, but then when I listened back to it, because she was like, what's that in the background? I'm like, oh, my cat purring. Mm -hmm. uh, she's like, no. So when I listened back to it, there's actually a woman's voice in there. Oh, nice. You caught, And I'm just like. You caught an EVP. I don't know what that was, because it didn't sound like my voice. Uh-huh. And, you know, it was just me. So I'm like. Right. I don't know who that was. Are you able to di distinguish any words or is it just sound? No, it's just like, it's almost just like muttering. Okay. Huh. Okay. If you want to, please send it to me and I'll, I'll put it through my, uh, my sound equipment and try to boost it up. And we'll see if we can discern anything underneath that. That would be great, actually. Sure. If it fits on an email, just send it through. I'll take a listen and, and see what we can isolate on it, if anything. But it may just be that there's mumbling sounds. And that's if you know that wasn't you, uh, then, you know, it, it's profound either way. But it'd be neat if we could hear what it's saying. Yeah, I mean, I know it wasn't me because I was trying to keep the cat purring for the recording. <laughs> <laughs> so That's wonderful. Well, I got to tell you, Laura, it's been an ep epic journey going through your, your, your life and hearing your experiences and... I, you know, I'm, I'm really excited about going forward with this, getting you in touch with Deb and, and, you know, seeing where you can take this. But I, I really think that it's, it will make sense um, once you start looking into, you know, yourself, your true nature and, and potentially developing this vision that I believe you have. That would be amazing. And, and absolutely. Thank you for having me on and letting me share. Oh, for sure. And if you, you know, if you remember any other stories, let me know. You can always come back. There's not a one-visit uh, cap on this deal. <laughs> just... Well, and I have a feeling that the experiences aren't going to stop anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. That's true as well. But thank you so much for being here and being a part of the show. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us here on tonight's show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please feel free to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Paranormal Portal Radio, as well as finding us on Twitter. We're on Twitter at Paranormal Portal, P-O-R-T-L. And uh, we'd love to have you stop by our YouTube page and subscribe and check out our shows there. we got hundreds of shows in our, uh, our, our vault of <laughs> journeys into the Paranormal Portal. So I hope you'll check it, uh, check it out, guys. We're over there at YouTube.com slash Paranormal Portal. So hope to see you guys soon. Uh, we'll be back, of course, for more podcasts in the coming days. So uh, stay tuned. But we love you all. Be good, be kind, be nice. Take care of each other. Help each other out. Find the magic in every day and remember to laugh as much as you can. Take care, everybody. 